This is the new LOL podcast, and I am Karen Stewart. My goal is to challenge you, motivate, and encourage you to live your life boldly as a Christian out loud. Do me a favor. If you find anything of value, any motivation, any encouragement, help me spread the word like this. Share it on all your channels. And thanks for listening. Let's get started. always watch people who seem cool, calm, and collected at all times with amazement. One of my mentors, who happens to be my pastor and one of my closest friends, can not only remain calm, but at times he has almost seemed unshakable to me. Talk about not being there yet. For me, at times it feels like I am nowhere near there at all. And yet I know that it is possible to achieve that level of peaceful self-control because Jesus demonstrated it on more than one occasion. And because I also know that self-control and peace are among the nine fruits of the Spirit that Paul talks about in Galatians. In 5, 22 and 23, he says this, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Network fruit means everything done in true partnership with Christ. So by definition, fruit results from two life streams flowing together, the Lord living his life through ours, which yields what is eternal. So Christ lives in us, and as we let his life stream through ours, we can live in his peace no matter what we face. We can It is possible. So this is the goal. And he is our example. Now, if you know me or have listened to me for any length of time, you know that I will always tell you that there is no formula for this whole walk with God. But as our example, Jesus does show us what this looks like from his perspective. His actions give us a picture of how to respond in the midst of a crisis, no matter what it is. And there's two different stories that I want to talk about just real quick. Um, The first one is after healing a man with leprosy, healing the servant of a Roman centurion and many other people, including the mother-in-law of one of his disciples, Peter, Matthew 8 and Mark 4 tell the story of how Jesus got in a boat with some of his disciples to cross over to the other side of the sea. At some point after they boarded, a fierce storm developed and the boat began to fill with water. The disciples were panicked, but Jesus was asleep in the stern of the ship on a pillow. And when they finally woke him up, he kind of rebuked them for their lack of faith. And then he spoke, peace be still. And the sea became perfectly calm. Okay, there's another story in John 11 that tells of the death of Lazarus, a man that Jesus loved deeply. In the beginning of the chapter, it says that Lazarus was sick, but still alive. And his servant, his servants, his sisters sent word to Jesus to come and heal him. The text says that after Jesus hears the news. He waited two days before he began the journey to go see him, and he knew before he left that Lazarus was already dead. 
By the time he arrived, Lazarus had been in the tomb, dead and stinking for four days. Again, he rebuked them for the lack of faith, and then he spoke. Lazarus, come forth. And that dead man walked out of that tomb alive. So I see a similar pattern in both of these stories. First, both situations could be considered a crisis, right? A ship caught in a violent storm and a man who is sick at the point of death. In each of these cases, in spite of the crisis that he faced, each time before he did anything at all, right in the midst of it, he rested. During the shipwreck, the text explicitly says that he was asleep. And once he heard that Lazarus was sick, he waited two days before he even left to go to see him. I think it's safe to say that during those two days, he surely got some sleep and was at rest, right? Second, in each of the stories, after he rested, he spoke and the entire situation turned around. So what does that tell me? When a crisis of any kind arises, the first thing we need to do is make an effort to rest. Now, I'm not saying it's easy, but one of the, of the things that the Bible clearly tells us to work at in Hebrews 4.11 is to labor to enter his rest. That word labor is with haste and diligence. So before we work on a solution, work on an answer or even a response, the first thing we should be focused on is being at rest. I believe we never really enter into the fullness of the power of God in our lives until we acknowledge and truly believe that no matter what we face, there is nothing we can do if God does not do it through us. Then the next thing we need to do is believe that Jesus is the solution. Even when we may not be able to clearly see what it should be, he is the answer and he is the solution. And when we believe that, then we should open our mouths to speak. And when we are facing a crisis, whatever we say about it needs to align only with the word and the spirit of God. When we align our hearts with his our words will align with his because Matthew 12, 34 says this, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So when our hearts are in sync with the one who lives in us, his words will flow from us. And that's when things start to change. There is no situation, no crisis that we could ever face that is greater than our God. And though things do not always unfold the way we think they should, when he is in control and we have a loving, intimate relationship with him, we are assured they will work out for our good and for his glory. Because when we make a practice of facing every situation from a posture of peace and rest and make a decision that we will speak words that only agree with his and his will and his heart, then he will show up and he will live boldly through us out loud.